Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to Sister Wives with Mary Jane Kay. Today, I'll be giving my commentary on Sister Wives, Season 18, Episode 5, When the Going Gets Tough. Robin wins Victim of the Week this week with her rehearsal for The Young and the Restless. Robin was extra dramatic and over the top, really trying to get into her role her victim role, her victim mentality this episode. And Robin's acting coach really needs to pick a new profession because Robin's hysterics, her scrunching up her face, wiping away her invisible tears, that performance was really pathetic. Robin said this episode regarding Christmas, I don't care what anybody else is doing. They're not happy. That's just a cheap version of what our family was. <laughs> I don't care who's getting together. <laughs> I don't care how many presents you give. <laughs> and I don't care how many special foods you make. <laughs> or how many fancy houses you rent. <laughs> or anything like that. <laughs> It's a cheap version. It's a broken version. <laughs> and these kids, they know it. <laughs> Robin wants everybody to know that she's all about the kids. She's all about the family with this dramatic, over-the-top display of emotions that, to me, fell completely short. It was completely disingenuous. It really looks to me like Robin is jealous of the relationship Janelle and Christine have and the relationships that Janelle and Christine's kids have with each other and with Janelle and with Christine. Robin is envious of them. She resents them because she herself isn't capable of maintaining those types of relationships at least not with her ex-sister wives or some of the older kids in the family. It seemed like envy, jealousy, resentment, and hatred, but Robin really wanted to dress it up as her being all about the family and all about the kids in the family. This woman is the first one to denigrate and disrespect the kids. Look at her resentment specifically towards Janelle's boys. Look at the way she called Isabel stupid for wanting to attend in-person class her senior year. Now, Robin wants to act like she is all about the kids. And the reality is this goblin is all about her kids, not the other kids in the family or the ex-sister wives. Janelle and Christine, they care about the kids. They care about their kids, the kids' emotions, their well-being. If Robin really is all about the kids, why was she comfortable almost living monogamously with a polygamous man with three other wives, knowing he has three other women and all of those other children he neglected because he was catering to her and her kids? How did she feel so comfortable being so needy and monopolizing Cody's time? Why didn't Robin push for fair and equal instead of taking the lion's share of Cody's time, money, investment, and attention to the detriment, to the point where he neglected his other kids, to the point where he neglected the other mothers in the family, his other wives? Robin took the lion's share while complaining, oh, Cody isn't here enough, 
And it's bullshit. So she can cry and perform her telenovela scene and go, oh, the kids know it. The family, the family. But it's all bullshit. It's all about her kids and herself and her family. Not about the other moms, not about the larger family, not about the other kids in the family. And the more Robin cries and whines and plays the victim, the more it shows her character, honestly, and her consciousness level. Robin isn't the only victim, you guys. Let's also not forget Kotex, Robin's best customer. This episode, Cody says, Christine and Janelle shattered his world. Everything's their fault, guys. Christine and Janelle must have those devil horns hidden in their golden locks. Cody accused Janelle and Christine of banding together. And now Cody, he says he doesn't have the emotional fortitude to reach out to his kids. Those evil devils, Christine and Janelle, kick Cody out. Those witches formed a coven together. They kicked Cody out of his home, of the space he had with his kids. So now he can't see his kids and it's not his fault. He is tired, guys, and Cody just doesn't have the emotional fortitude to be a father or to even be a decent human being anymore. So Cody can't reach out, but he does let us know the phone goes both ways and his kids can always reach out to him. If Cody's kids respect themselves, in my opinion, they aren't going to call Cody. What does Cody have to offer them, really? If Cody wants a relationship with his kids after all he put them through, all of the emotional abuse, all of the neglect, all of the suffering, Cody needs to apologize, he needs to take accountability, and then he needs to make the effort to attempt to rebuild those relationships. The ball is in his court to make the move. His kids respect themselves. They aren't going to call him. What does Cody really have to offer his kids in the emotional state that he's in. This is on Cody to grow some balls and call his kids, or Cody can just be a pussy and a coward as usual and just let things stay as they are. We know Cody loves his convenience, and it would be anything but convenient for Cody to make the first move, to have to make an effort to call or text his kids. He couldn't even do it on Christmas. Last episode, we learned that Cody bought Robin's kids all mini bikes and helmets. And we learned Cody didn't get presents for some of his other kids, like Savannah, for example. We learned this episode, not only did Cody not even call or text Savannah even on Christmas, not only did he not invite her over with Christine's kids for their Christmas at Robin's house, but he didn't even bother to get Savannah a gift at all. What a fucking dick. What a dick this man is. Savannah got no gifts for Christmas. Nothing from Cody. Zero zilch. That's the type of asshole this guy is. That's how cruel he is. Savannah feels like something just switched all of a sudden in her dad. And she says he's different. And Christine wonders if Cody is just going to leave everybody but Robin And of course, let's not forget that Christine predicted this during Robin's courtship with Cody. She predicted that Cody would replace his family with Robin and her kids. She feared it. And now years later, we see that it has come to fruition. Now, Janelle says her kids felt the favoritism and they felt so much inequality in time and resources from Cody 
especially towards Robin. Robin got the lion's share of Cody's time and resources. Cody says the favoritism is a lie. It's a lie that he had a favorite wife for the past decade. According to Cody, up until the Rona, he was regular with his rotation schedule, seeing his family as usual. Cody says comparison is the death of joy. And after saying the favorite was a lie and everything was regular in his schedule before the pandemic, Cody then makes the excuse when confronted that the time he spent with each wife became unequal in Vegas, that he was usually at Robin's house in Vegas because he had an office there and he had a parking spot at Robin's house and he was working in his office. He wasn't spending time with his goblin even though he was actually at her house. Now, Robin feels the ex-wives make assumptions about her seeing Cody more or about where Cody is or how he spends his time. In fact, according to Robin, her kids used to complain that Cody was spending too much time with his older kids and not enough time with them. Christine says that Robin knew Cody was at her home more than anyone else's home. And she says she isn't going to trust someone who says they want family when they are fine with Cody only being at their house. Christine explains that's not a plural family. That's monogamy. Christine also points out Cody's hypocrisy this episode, how full of shit Cody is, because he kept demanding that Christine and Janelle be better sister wives to Robin, the angel, cap in hand, as a prerequisite for them having better marriages, better relationships with him, for him to be able to invest with them, they needed to be better to Robin. When all along, he had Mary, and Mary was besties with Robin, and Cody wasn't attracted to Mary at all, and he wasn't interested in Mary at all or that relationship. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Robin wants to know the reason that her family got blown to smithereens. She just doesn't know the reason, guys. Robin should be feeling some guilt. She has to have zero comprehension or awareness to have no idea to not understand that she is a contributing factor here in a big way to the disintegration of this family and the relationships within it. She doesn't really want the true reason. She wants deflections, reasons other than herself and the favoritism or Cody's behavior for why this didn't work out. And that's what she's trying to pull out of thin air. Now, Christine explains that she didn't feel like a wife. She felt like a second-class citizen a lot of the time. 
Christine admits that she saw Cody string Mary along for years, and she felt it was mean and cruel of Cody to do to Mary. And Christine knew that Cody would do that to her with no hesitation if she stuck around. Christine recounts some of Cody's cruelty. She remembers a Christmas where she got a ton of gifts, a disproportionate amount of gifts, and Cody didn't get Mary one single gift that Christmas. She literally sat there with everyone opening gifts. She sat through everyone opening gifts, and Cody got Mary nothing. So Janelle, in the end, had to prompt Cody that maybe he left something in her room. And so Cody pulled out some hoodie out of Janelle's closet and he threw it at Mary like, hey, here's your gift. Now, Cody says he doesn't recall the incident. He doesn't remember. How convenient. Interestingly, Mary remembers it, Christine remembers it, and Janelle remembers it too. Now, Cody's excuse is, hey, resentments build sometimes. Now, this shows you Cody's cruelty, and Cody was always this guy, and I believe he didn't get Mary a gift to punish her all those years ago to be cruel to her, and with Savannah this year, she got nothing from her dad. He didn't even send a gift with Christine's kids back to the Airbnb where she was staying with them for her. She got nothing on Christmas when Robin's kids got minibikes, because in my opinion, Cody is a cruel person and he gets off on hurting others and he was pissed at Janelle and he wants to hurt her by being neglectful and emotionally abusive to their daughter Savannah. That's how evil Cody is. That's how mean he is. This is not fair to Savannah and it really shows how immature and selfish and angry Cody really is. It's really sad. Savannah doesn't deserve it and Cody knows what he is doing, and he is conscious that he is hurting people. He knows he's hurting Savannah by not calling or texting her or getting her a gift. He knows that he's hurting people. He doesn't care. Cody gets off on cruelty, and honestly, I wish Janelle would move into the condo right next door to Christine's so they really can film an awesome spinoff show without the toxicity of Cody and Robin. It's not entertaining. It's not anything fun or intriguing to watch. It's two abusive, toxic assholes with zero self-awareness, stewing in misery, wallowing in self-pity, playing the victim, treating the audience like they are stupid enough to be force-fed some bullshit narrative. I would love to see a spinoff show minus the toxic people with Janelle, Christine, and Mary developing their lives, moving forward, seeing maybe how some of their kids' lives develop something like that. I would love to watch that. I hate watching this car crash. It's not fun watching someone be emotionally abusive episode after episode after episode. TLC really needs to get on that spinoff minus Cody and Robin, the toxic twosome. Now let's get into this episode, Sister Wives, season 18, episode 5, When the Going Gets Tough. The episode opens with Janelle explaining how she and Cody had the biggest fight they've ever had. Christine is going to give Janelle her beanbag chair. She doesn't like hers. She and Cody bought the beanbag chairs together, so she's going to give it to Janelle. Now, Janelle says her relationship with Christine was always good, but at times it used to be rocky because of the jealousy and the comparison in plural marriage. But now that's removed and Janelle and Christine are free to be easy and hang out. Christine suggests that Janelle move into her neighbor's townhouse in Utah. 
Now, Janelle says she would move if not for Savannah finishing up school. But Janelle is attached to Flagstaff. She has a life here. But she also thinks it would be fun to live next to Christine. It would be an adventure. They'd have fun together. Christine feels like Janelle's living situation is hard, and she knows it's hard for Janelle emotionally with Cody. Christine feels so much freedom in Utah. She loves Utah, and she would love to see Janelle happy again. She really cares about Janelle and Janelle's well-being and Janelle's happiness. Janelle's considered it. She's considered moving back to Utah, moving back to Salt Lake City. She used to know a lot of people there, so she thinks about it sometimes. Janelle explains how in plural marriage, sometimes when a husband and a wife no longer get along because they aren't big on divorce, it really takes a lot to get a release from the church, like a spiritual release. Janelle knows even if she wanted that spiritual release through the church, she wouldn't be able to get one overnight. Janelle doesn't even know if she wants to get a release. It depends on what happens with Cody. But Janelle has considered moving back to Utah because she knows she could plug back into a church or a religious community. But she does feel attached here in Flagstaff. And Janelle spoke to Cody once in the last couple of days. That's all. And Christine knows Cody and the boys had a fallout. She knows Cody didn't see the boys over Christmas because of that fallout. And because of that, Cody didn't see Savannah over Christmas either. He didn't even bother to text her. Now, Cody still hasn't spoken to Savannah, not since her birthday. And Savannah's birthday is in the beginning of December. And now it's the middle of January and still radio silence from Cody. Cody lives 30 minutes away. He regularly comes into town where Janelle lives, and he doesn't even bother to see Savannah. Christine notices that it's a pattern that Cody has, and she wonders, why are Janelle and Savannah still living here? Why? Why stay in this? Christine is furious. She is so mad at this whole situation, and she doesn't think Cody understands how easy it would be to fix this. Christine says all Cody needs to do is to see his kids, to communicate with them. And Cody says, Christine and Janelle have banded together with this whole thing. It shattered his world and he is in a place where he has been separated from his children because they kicked him out of his home, the space that he had with his children. And Cody says he hasn't had the emotional fortitude to reach out and he doesn't know what to do or what to say. Cody says the phone goes both ways and the kids can reach out to him. So basically, Cody expects the kids to initiate contact with him and then to grovel at his feet. I don't think they're interested in doing that. And I think he knows as the adult, as the father, as a decent human being, he's the one who would need to make the first move. Cody has no interest, in my opinion, of fixing anything or of doing right by any of his kids. He only is concerned about himself and his own convenience and his wonderful little life with the shop lady who's manipulating the fuck out of him. Cody's in no rush. He says eventually he'll reach out to Savannah and he'll bring her her Christmas presents. He says it'll just be late. No big deal. Wasava. But he says it'll happen eventually. Savannah is angry at her dad. Mostly she was really sad because it's her dad. But now she's gotten over the sadness and she is just angry at him. There was no communication over Christmas, no gifts, no call, no nothing over Christmas at all. And that floored Janelle the most. 
Janelle says she gets that Cody's busy, but it's Christmas. And she says Cody didn't even send a gift home with Christine's girls back to the vacation rental where Savannah was staying. For Savannah, it was just nothing. Nothing from Cody. No gifts, complete radio silence, nothing. Christine is very frustrated about this. She is pissed. She could barely hold her composure when Janelle and Savannah told her about this. But Christine says she held her composure for Savannah's sake upon hearing about Cody's neglect towards her. Christine says she doesn't care if Cody's mad. When you're a dad, you're a dad and you step up. Amen. I agree 100%. Christine had a couple of conversations with Cody on the phone and she says Cody seems different, really different. And Savannah feels like something switched all of a sudden in her dad. And Christine says, well, you have to think that it'll just switch back then. And Janelle really hopes so. I doubt it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, Christine remembers what it was like for so long being married to Cody, not feeling any hope, and she really doesn't like seeing Cody do this to Janelle, and she doesn't like seeing Cody doing this to Savannah. She doesn't like how Cody makes Savannah feel or how Cody makes Janelle feel with his abusive, toxic behavior. Christine says that her kids felt neglected for years, and now it's happening all over again. Christine wonders, is Cody going to leave everybody but Robin? Next, Goblin and Mary meet for a powwow at Mary's house. Robin really wanted to chat with Mary because they just got through the holidays and it was their first holiday since Christine left, so now they're going to discuss it. Robin, of course, needs an opportunity to play the victim. Robin says that she's okay, sort of, when Mary asks her how she is. She says Christmas was crazy. Robin says Christmas was tragic for her. And she feels like Cody could have worked this out with the boys and they could have gotten together for Christmas. Christine mentions the text chain about a gift exchange with the kids that happened. And Christine says a lot happened. There was drama. And in the end, Robin said she was done with this. It was obviously an effort in futility. And a few days later, Cody and Robin decided they weren't safe to participate in the sibling gift exchange. Robin says she wanted them at her house. She wanted to spend Christmas together, but she didn't want to watch a fight go down between Cody and the boys. Robin didn't think that would be fair. Christine explains the reason they didn't get together for Christmas was because at the end of that text chain, there was an obvious division. Christine wants to be honest about where they were at after that text chain. She says there was an obvious separation. Now, Robin tells Mary that Isabel, Truly, and McKelty came over so that Cody could have a Christmas with them. Mary didn't even know that Isabel was in town, and it hurt her that she's finding this out from Robin. 
And Robin complains that there just isn't a lot of communication. And it stings for Mary. And she says it's hurtful. Mary doesn't know why Robin is even telling her this. And Robin tells Mary she feels like she was just going with what everybody else wanted. And it was weird. It was really, really weird. Robin says it's hard because she was talking to Mary about this. She thought Mary knew about it. And now Robin feels it's hard because she couldn't control it. And it's frustrating that she couldn't control the situation and she didn't get to decide about it. And Robin feels bad. It's interesting that she's saying she feels bad. It's interesting that Robin is frustrated because she couldn't control something to make it go the way she wanted. Of course, Robin's true motivation with all of her ass kissing and blowing smoke and playing the family counselor with her manipulation and spinning the narrative, it's all about Robin and it's all about her having control. That's why she hates Cody's boys and a lot of the older kids that she's at odds with because she knows she will never ever 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 get to manage or control them and she will never get their deference. Robin always feels the need to try and control and manage everything from what we see on the show and that's probably why so many of the people around her in the family don't really like her and they can't trust her. She's very manipulative. Cody says that he and Mary have an amicable relationship. They aren't functioning like a married couple. He visits Mary sometimes, but he feels like he and Mary are better at being friends than a married couple. Robin tells Mary she's just sitting here trying to understand why. Why? She's trying to understand it. She's trying to digest it. She's trying to understand why. Why Christine left? She's trying to understand why. Why the decisions that were made throughout the Rona. And she asks, what is this? This isn't our family. These aren't the people that she knows. Mary says that Cody says the Rona has revealed the real them. And Mary wonders, so the 30 years before that was just all a big lie? Mary knows this has been coming for 30 years. This isn't just about the Rona. This didn't just happen because of the way Cody behaved during the Rona, the pandemic. This is bigger than that. This has been 30 years. There's a history. There's a lot of things that happen. There's a lot of feelings. There's a lot of bad blood. And she knows it's not about the Rona. Cody tries to make it about the Rona. So Robin doesn't know. She wants Mary to tell her why. She wants Mary to explain what happened to her because Robin was not here for the whole history for all of those years. So she wants Mary, who was there, to explain to her why to help her understand since she wasn't there. In my opinion, Robin just wants Mary to give her excuses that predate her entrance into the family that she can hang her hat on for why the family disintegrated, reasons that have nothing to do with her or her being the favorite so she can deflect so that Mary can kind of absolve her of her guilt or her fault in this. Robin says when she came into the family, she saw what she thought was a fairly cohesive family. She says there were issues, but they talked like it was so bad. The way she says bad is so weird. Bad. Robin feels she just didn't see the issues before. She didn't see that. And so she's confused. Guys, Robin is so confused and she's playing dumb. She wants to know why. Why? 
Listen, Robin is always confused. She always plays dumb. She was either naive and gullible when she first joined the family and she only saw what she wanted to see, or she saw everything and she knew she could manipulate the situation to get security for herself and her kids without having to have a job or a full-time monogamous husband. Robin, in my opinion, didn't care about the family. She cared about getting financial security and securing a father figure for her kids. In my opinion, that's what I think. I doubt she considered the dynamics of the family too much. I doubt she paid too much attention to it. Robin is trying to understand, and she says Cody is talking about years and years ago having issues with Christine from the very beginning. And Mary says if Robin is going to say that, she is also going to say that there were issues with her from the very beginning. And look where she is with Cody now. Mary says, not one of them is perfect. And in those early years, there were lots of hiccups. There were lots of emotions. And Mary thinks they did a not too shabby job of figuring stuff out. She and Christine and Janelle. Now, Christine says they made it work because they loved the idea of their family. They loved the idea of four adults raising all of the kids together as brothers and sisters. And they all really focused on the big family unit. See, when it was just Mary, Christine, and Janelle pre-Robin with Cody, they all prioritized the larger family and raising the kids. Cody did things as fairly and equally as possible with all of his wives and their kids. And when Robin came into the picture, she prioritized Cody and security and stability for herself and for her kids. She was her priority. Her kids were her priority. And Robin prioritized not the family, but the man. And he prioritized her because she was convenient. He got to be the hero. He got the best customer service. Cody prioritized his favorite wife over the family. And that's where the problems became catastrophic for the family, in my opinion. Now, Janelle says when they went public, there was a lot of pressure on the family and there was a new relationship and it was all shiny and new and the family never really settled back the same way again as what they had done for the first 15 years of their plural marriage. Now, Christine says they kept trying, they kept yearning for that family unit, but it just felt different. Janelle doesn't know now what she will do as far as her marriage, but she has decided that there are a lot of things that would have to change if she and Cody were to rework their marriage. Janelle really isn't interested. She is over her marriage at this point, but when she talks to Cody, she remembers the old Cody and she doesn't know, but she knows she isn't going back to what she and Cody had before. Now, Janelle realized that she coasted over things that were problematic for her, and her kids feel there was so much favoritism and so much inequality in time and resources towards Robin from Cody, and Janelle was fine with it, but now, going back into a relationship starting new, she wouldn't do that. She wouldn't accept that. She would want to feel like she and Cody were truly more of a couple. Cody says so many family members are trying to act like the Rona and the experience they had with it that because of that experience, they feel like he has given Robin some type of favoritism or that he spent more time with her. 
Cody says that was just during the Rona when he spent more time with Robin. It wasn't the whole past 10 years. And everybody else is trying to say that it was the whole past 10 years that this favoritism was going on and not just during the pandemic. Cody says it's a lie. It's just a self-deception. He says up until the pandemic happened, he was regular with his schedule and he says he was seeing his family and everything was intact. See, Cody wants to gaslight the audience. What happened, what we see happened, his wives say they experienced, what his kids recount that they experienced the past 10 years. According to Cody, it didn't happen. It's a lie. It's a deception. See, Cody will go so low as to lie, insult the viewer's intelligence, and then suggest his kids and his wives are lying about what they experienced. He will try to invalidate them. Listen, Cody isn't credible at all. He lied a million times. He lied when he told Christine about the custody agreement and needing lawyers. He lies about having a favorite. He lies about the fact that he was doing things unequally and unfairly across the board with all of his wives. All Cody does is lie. He's the boy who cried wolf. Lie, lie, lie. And one day, Cody might actually tell the truth about something. And guess what? No one will ever believe him. He's not credible. He has a track record of lying and distorting reality. He isn't self-aware. He has a warped perception, just like his shop lady wife. Everything they say is a skewed interpretation according to their optics and their self-interest and their delusional thinking. Now, Janelle still has her religious beliefs, so she can't just say, okay, well, I'm going to go find somebody else. She says spiritually that doesn't work for her. She can't do that. So Janelle would still be open to living plural marriage with someone else. Christine says she is who she is today because she lived plural marriage, and she honors polygamous choices who still live polygamy. But she still has a hard time wrapping her mind around why even live it though. Now, Janelle doesn't believe she could have a divorce, but she and Cody are separated. She hasn't talked to Cody or seen him. And so to her, it means they are separated and they have never said the words. So they're undefined. They're probably still married. But in Janelle's mind, they're separated. Janelle believes in her faith, so she's in a situation where she probably wants to get the spiritual divorce, where she goes to her church. So Janelle is probably really in this limbo where she knows she doesn't want Cody. She wants the spiritual divorce because her faith matters to her. And she, even though she is separated, probably doesn't feel okay moving on and finding a new man or being even open to that until she's officially separated and divorced. So for Janelle... Moving on might be harder than it was for Christine. Also, let's remember, Christine had the house, so she sold it and financially she left with something. Janelle is still entangled with everyone in the family with the land on Coyote Pass. That is not paid off yet. She has nothing to her name but this land, and that has to be paid off. So she is on the hook for that. So spiritually and financially, when Janelle leaves, she is still also kind of stuck for a time. So this is not going to be as easy. Now, Mary tells Robin it's weird because Cody was so attentive to Christine. Mary recalls the Christmas when Cody gave Christine all the gifts and he gave Mary absolutely nothing. He made Christine feel very special. He got Mary nothing, not one gift. 
And then Mary remembers, of course, at the end of it, Janelle told Cody, oh, isn't there something in my room you forgot? And so Cody told Janelle, oh, yeah. And on the fly, he ran into her room. He grabbed a hoodie and he just handed it to Mary. It was very impromptu. And Mary says it was too little, too late. She says Cody didn't do very well for her that year. Cody doesn't remember it, but of course he says that's the place where sometimes resentments can build. Christine recalls this Christmas where she got a ton of presents from Cody and he didn't get Mary anything. And Christine asked Cody later, well, why didn't you get Mary anything? And Cody had an excuse. He has an excuse for everything. Cody told Christine, well, you got her that gift certificate, didn't you? Cody thought that was enough. Christine informed Cody that it doesn't mean he doesn't have to get her anything because Mary is his wife. Cody really is that cruel. He really is. I'm sure we all can remember from becoming sister wives how when Cody married Christine, he just completely forgot to plan a honeymoon with her and Christine was heartbroken over this. He just basically impromptu just threw her in a car and drove her out to the sticks. He didn't even plan a honeymoon and he blamed it on his wives not alerting him to the fact that he needed to plan a honeymoon even though this was the third time that he got married. He didn't know. And I mean, it broke Christine's heart. It devastated her. He had a somber look at the wedding. He was very distant. He immediately flipped like a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde after she married him. And Christine was left wondering, do I even know the guy that I married? Imagine how scary that mindfuck was. Mary tells Robin that she has a secret. It was before Robin came into the picture. Mary says her relationship with Cody has always been a roller coaster. And so she remembers a time where it wasn't so good. Cody kept telling Mary that she was getting all of this extra time with him every time she would complain. He told Mary she was getting all of his time. The other wives weren't getting his time. He was with her more than with Janelle and Christine. So Mary then started keeping track of when he was with her. And she found out she was getting less than a third of Cody's time. And it proved to Mary that she was right and it made her even more mad at him. Robin is about to insult everyone's intelligence. Robin thinks it's funny that Mary has that secret because she has the same secret, guys. Robin recalls that there was a month or two in Vegas where Christine was saying that Cody was never spending time at her house. And Robin felt it was really weird because Cody hadn't even been at her house. So then Robin started tracking it and she found the same thing that Mary did. Cody wasn't with her as much. And Cody says he took a month where he was with Christine in Las Vegas. He stayed at Christine's house 25 days out of the month and he had three other wives complaining. But Christine quit complaining. Cody says he was testing something. He wanted to see if this person was going to be happy and it worked. But the other wives just got one day or two days out of the month and it was ridiculous. Christine remembers that month where Cody was with her more and Christine thought, wow, this is great. Cody was finally going to balance out his schedule and she thought it was going to be a really great thing. And then it went right back to where they really didn't see Cody that often. They would only see him in the evenings. He really just preferred being over at Robin's house the rest of the time. For one month, Christine says she got Cody as much as Robin got him the rest of the time the rest of the 59 months because Cody was not at Janelle's house either 
And Christine says, we all know that Cody wasn't at Mary's house. Cody has excuses, of course. He thinks there is a tendency for wives to not see what he is doing for them, but for them to very much see what he is doing for somebody else. Cody feels there is this comparison thing, and it's just the death of joy. Now, the official phrase, the saying is, comparison is the thief of joy. But Cody says, comparison is the death of joy. Now, Robin tells Mary it's weird. When she has heard that whole he's not here thing, Robin wonders, what are they even talking about? What are they even saying when they say Cody isn't around? Because Cody is usually really good about his schedule. Lie, 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 gaslight, deny, deny, deny. Janelle thinks once they moved to the separate homes in Vegas, it was harder for Cody to move around. And the time became very unequal there in Vegas. That's where it started. Janelle says Cody would be at their houses, but the majority of the time, he would often, often be at Robin's house. Cody, of course, has an excuse for everything. He explains it away. He says... When they were in Vegas, Robin gave him an office space and a space for his car at her house. And if he was in the garage or working in the office at Robin's house, he wasn't with Robin. He wasn't with Robin all the time or spending time with her. And Cody says somehow in their heads, his ex-wives have created this world in the past where he was with Robin all the time. And that's not true because he shared his time equally with his wives. And of course, the shop lady has to blow smoke. Robin says, they don't know what's going on at her house. And she says, it was always this assumption. It was an assumption. She then deflects and she says, her kids, her kids struggled like crazy, feeling like Cody wasn't around. And they talked about it all the time. Her kids, they talked about how Cody was with the older kids. He was so busy with the older kids, he wasn't spending enough time with them. Christine explains that Cody would come over like at five or six in the evening and he would come and spend time. Even on the weekends, he would still show up at five or six in the evening. He was mostly at Robin's house. And Christine says Robin knew that Cody was over at her house more than at anybody else's house. And she says she isn't going to trust someone who says they want a family, yet they are fine with Cody only being at their house all the time. Christine says, that's not a family. That's not a plural family. That's monogamy. Robin tells Mary that she always thought that Christine would eventually open herself up to a relationship with her. She thought that they would figure that stuff out, that she would figure out whatever her issue was. And Robin says she tried very hard to be kind with Christine. She says she was constantly holding an olive branch out to Christine. She was constantly wanting a relationship with her. She was constantly up Christine's ask, asking Christine what she can do. And Robin says all Christine ever told her was, I'm just jealous of you. Robin says that she and Christine had so much fun so many times. And Robin feels like they really did have the potential of just having a great relationship. And here she wipes away her non-existent tears and she says she never understood why they couldn't. And she doesn't know how to come to terms with the heartbreak of it. The heartbreak. Victim, victim, victim. 
Robin is heartbroken. Listen, Robin needs to grow up and live in reality rather than in her delusional dream world. I am so sick of hearing about how all of this affects Robin. She's so fucking selfish. This is a grown ass, almost 50 year old woman clucking like a mother hen about being sad that what was always a non-existent ideal relationship never turned into what she ideally imagined in her mind. Robin wasn't robbed of anything and her relationships with her sister wives other than Mary were civil at best. Everyone in the family tolerated her. They were courteous to her. They were all very civil, but they really didn't like Robin that much. They didn't trust Robin. They saw her for what she is and they intuitively knew to stay the fuck away from her. They didn't really want closer relationships with her. Robin's an emotional mess. She seems like a control freak. She's manipulative as fuck. She lies. She twists shit. Most people aren't going to find that very appealing. So Robin can cry about how heartbroken she is, that she's a victim. She can bitch and moan and focus on how all of this affects her. But all that reveals is how selfish she is. What everyone is interested in is how this affects Cody's kids and his ex-wives. You know those pesky obstacles to Cody's goals in life? That's who we want to hear about. We want to hear their feelings. Robin and Cody playing the victim, bitching about their own feelings, wallowing in their shit is getting real old real fast. Now, Mary wonders, was it just jealousy? She doesn't know. But Robin would like to know what it was. Also, as far as this comment of Robin just constantly holding out the olive branch to Christine, angel cat, she's an angel, oh, cap in hand. That's bullshit. Who wants to be friends with a woman who doesn't look out for her, her friends, her sister wives, her family members' best interests? Who isn't trustworthy? Who talks shit on her sister wives? Who wants to be friends with a woman, a goblin, who talks behind her sister wives' backs? Who tries to turn the other women against Christine to force a closer relationship with them? Listen, Robin is manipulative as fuck in a scary way. She's a whole toxic mess. She tries to force herself on people. And when they don't want her, she tries to create and manipulate situations to try and force it to make it so. And it's no wonder her sister wives wanted nothing to do with her whole toxic mess. It's not about jealousy. No one is jealous of Robin. It's about Robin's poor character and her manipulative ways. She's not a likable person, especially for her family members and her sister wives. Now, Christine, in my opinion, was the one who constantly showed grace, who always held out the olive branch. She was the woman who included Robin's kids as much as possible in all of the family events, in all of the family traditions, but nothing was ever enough. No one is jealous of Robin. Robin may think that, but no one is jealous of her. There is absolutely nothing to be jealous of. I think the women resent the fact that Cody prioritized Robin, but there is no way in hell they were jealous specifically of Robin or her relationship with Cody. No one, no woman who respects herself, who loves herself, wants a relationship with a man where they walk on eggshells, they obey, and they coddle a toddler's sensitive emotions, a guy with a toddler's mindset. No woman wants that. No one is jealous of anything. Ultimately, they probably pity Robin for how delusional she is. Robin is very narcissistic, in my opinion. She is very selfish. 
She will never take accountability. And she will never admit the favoritism was a huge problem that contributed to breaking down the family. Robin can't handle that people see through her and that they don't like her. And so her response is, well, oh, they're just jealous of me. No one is jealous of Robin. Maybe Robin should consider how Cody's kids feel or how the other wives feel rather than always focusing on her feelings. Robin wants to mention that her kids struggled because Cody wasn't around enough. He spent so much time with his older kids. No one buys that malarkey. And how does Robin think Isabel felt when Cody couldn't make it to her surgery because she didn't like Cody leaving her home or her kids for more than a few days? Or maybe Robin should consider how Gabe felt when Cody forgot his birthday or how Savannah felt this Christmas. Robin's kids all got dirt bikes and helmets and Cody all day long on Christmas while Cody's other kids didn't even get texts on Christmas and Savannah didn't even get one single present from her dad. If Cody forgot Aurora's birthday or he didn't see Robin's kids on Christmas or he forgot to send gifts or he didn't even text, if Cody missed her kids' major surgery, would that just be cool with Robin? Robin knows if Cody treated her the way he treated his other wives, now ex-wives, or if Cody treated her kids the way he does his other kids, she would not accept it. She would not tolerate it. So this is all bullshit and no one gives a fuck if Robin is heartbroken over a fantasy relationship with Christine that never came to be. Get over it. Grow the fuck up. No one wants to hear about it. It's scary, in my opinion, that this woman even drives a car, frankly, with her emotional state and the way that she plays dumb. Robin says that she tried very hard to be kind to Christine. Now, I want to point out, was it kind when Robin called Christine a liar in her own home, disrespecting her? Was it kind when Robin lied on Christine, saying she was upset Cody wanted to reconcile with Mary, making up that lie? Was it kind when Robin attempted to invalidate Christine, recounting her own experience being married to Cody? Was it kind when Robin attempted to suggest that Christine wasn't divorced till she slept with another man? Or when she insisted... Cody babysit her kids and she imposed her kids on Cody's very limited time with Christine and her kids on Christine's day. Was that kind? What about when Robin called Isabel stupid for going to in-person class? None of that was kind. And newsflash to the goblin. People don't like liars. People don't like people who manipulate and who refuse to take a shred of accountability who play dumb. Nobody wants to engage with Robin because she isn't kind. She isn't genuine. And when you cannot trust a person, when they are manipulative AF, only looking out for themselves and they attempt to invalidate you to recount how they are the wronged one, when it doesn't even really affect them, it's not even their stuff to speak on. People don't like that either. No one in their right mind is jealous of Robin and she isn't kind. If Robin has to make a big show, a big display about how kind she was, in my opinion, that just indicates that she was vile to Christine. Frankly, even now, even now with the way the cookie has crumbled, this woman thinks she can tell the world Cody wasn't at her house enough or the wives were wrong about him giving unequal time 
or she can say with a straight face that she isn't the favorite. She takes zero accountability. There is no accountability. There is zero honesty. When Robin knows if she were on the other side of the fence in Christine's shoes or Mary's shoes or Janelle's shoes, she would never tolerate the type of abuse and disrespect from her husband or the level of neglect towards her kids. Robin's a lot of things. Kind to her sister wives isn't one of them. And if she is kind, when she is kind, it's because she wants something for her benefit. Just look at how Robin did marry. Now, Robin doesn't know if it's just jealousy with Christine, but she would love to know what it was. Christine explains in Vegas, they did group therapy with the sister wives and with Cody. And Christine was very direct in those sessions. And she told the therapist specifically The problem is that Cody prefers Robin and being in Robin's house more than being anywhere else. And in the therapy sessions, Robin would deny it and say he wasn't there all the time. And Cody would tell Christine he didn't even know what she was talking about. He would say he was at her house equally. And Christine says Cody wasn't at her house. And Cody and Robin lied. They gaslit. Neither of them took any accountability. And Christine feels if it bothered Robin that she didn't have a relationship with her, then Robin should have asked her why, why they didn't have a relationship. She should have asked Christine, can we be friends? And Christine says even if Robin did that, to be honest, she would have rejected Robin's friendship anyways. Christine wouldn't have been able to be Robin's friend. Even if Robin approached her for a friendship, Christine says she couldn't trust Robin. Janelle wants to just live separately right now. She wants to just be amiable so that she can see what will happen. And Christine tells Janelle that she itemized everything and she talked with Cody asking, will we ever have this again in our marriage? Will we have this again? Will we have that again? And Cody said no, unless Christine became a better sister wife. And Christine told Cody she didn't know what he was talking about. And Janelle also isn't down with that either. Janelle reveals that Cody has implied that she needs to be a better sister wife and always to Robin. Robin is always the implied person. And Janelle recalls she had a conversation with Robin a couple of months before they bought the Goblin's Lair, the one Janelle largely paid for. And Robin explains that she lost her rental. She was looking for another rental. Cody was pushing her to buy, and Robin was mad about it. She didn't want to buy. Remember, guys, that she was just praying because she just had to have a rental, and it just had to have five bedrooms, or she just she couldn't do it if it didn't have five bedrooms, though, guys. Remember how she expected God to do a miracle? That's how entitled she felt for her to get her five-bedroom rental. Now, Janelle explains that she felt that it would materially hurt the family's ability to pay off the property in a timely manner if Robin bought the Goblin's Lair. And Janelle was talking to Robin non-confrontationally. And Robin says when she and Cody were fighting about buying, she told Cody that Janelle was struggling with her and Cody buying a home. She told Cody that she and Janelle were both struggling with her buying to try to get Cody to listen to the argument. And Janelle says Cody started throwing out this conversation that she had with Robin privately a year and a half before as ammunition to tell her that she was being unreasonable and pushy and mean to Robin. 
Janelle explains here Cody is somehow knowing about this conversation between she and Robin and Janelle realized that she sees the way that this goes now. Robin, of course, was doing her usual manipulation and triangulating and stirring up resentment. She wasn't just innocently using Janelle to bolster her argument not to buy. She was showing Cody, listen, Janelle is against you and she's against what you want me to do. And Robin was actively triangulating Janelle in and making Cody feel like Janelle was against him. Like Janelle was talking to Robin behind his back, trying to convince her not to do what he wants her to do. Didn't Robin say before that she never brings up her issues with the sister wives because it upsets Cody? Yet somehow Robin had no problem mentioning Janelle and the conversation she had with Janelle to Cody when she and Cody supposedly fought about buying this house. She knows how paranoid Cody is. She knows if she reveals this conversation to Cody, it will be perceived as disloyalty and it will be seen that way. And she knows that it will take the anger off of her and it will place it on Janelle. So Cody will redirect his anger at Janelle when she and Cody were fighting. So she gets to fall in Cody's good graces again. This is why the other women in the family don't like Robin. She uses them to manipulate and triangulate and she creates further wedges between the wives and Cody in doing so, fully knowing what she is doing, being fully aware she is a manipulator and no one will ever trust her. Not only does she lie and twist, but the women know they can't talk to her sister wife to sister wife. It's going to get repeated back to Cody and it's going to get used against them. It's going to create problems in their relationships with Cody and there is no trust. And Robin will backstab anyone, anytime, anytime that it's convenient for her. And if she is fighting with Cody, she will find ways to create a wedge between Cody and his sister wife so he can direct his anger there at this other wife instead of at her. The wives see Robin's games and they want no part of it. They don't like Robin, period, end of, and this is why. In my opinion, Robin pits Cody against his wives to take the strain off her relationship with him. And the wives see that. Janelle knows she can't trust Robin and that Robin manipulates Cody against her. And Janelle tells Christine, plural marriage doesn't require that you are always besties with your sister wife. Janelle thinks if that's a requisite, she knows the marriage is over. It's over. Christine says she was a great sister wife to Janelle with Mary, not so much. But Christine says Cody doesn't really care about Mary, though. Cody is basically saying because you are not the best sister wife with Robin, then he isn't interested in having a relationship with you. Christine asks, well, hmm, who had a great relationship with Robin for years, yet he wasn't attracted to her? And Christine, of course, answers her own question. That would be Mary, of course. And she says, Cody is full of shit and it's ridiculous. Cody explains that he wanted Christine to be better to everybody and about everybody. He says there was a lot of complaining about the whole experience of plural marriage. And somehow now Christine has morphed it into Robin. And he says it wasn't ever about Robin. According to Cody, it was about Christine's whole experience in plural marriage with the other wives. That's a lie. Do you guys remember when Cody used 
intimacy and sex with Christine as a bargaining chip. And he told Christine if she wanted to be a better sister wife to Robin, maybe he would consider the intimacy in their marriage. This is Cody's warped interpretation that it was about Christine's whole experience in plural marriage with the other wives, not specifically about Christine being a better sister wife to Robin. Cody has a very warped interpretation. Let's not forget, Robin is Mother Teresa. She can do no wrong, guys. She is just a perfect angel on high, cap in hand. In my opinion, this was about Robin and the favoritism to Robin. But Cody wants to now make this about Christine hating plural marriage. And he wants to make this about plural marriage being tough. Because in the end, Cody will blame plural marriage as the reason why his family failed. It won't be himself. Plural marriage will be the problem, not Cody. Now, Janelle says if there were no ties in Flagstaff, she would definitely consider being Christine's neighbor. Christine feels bad even suggesting the move. She says Janelle has enough on her plate. She still doesn't know what's happening with her and Cody and their marriage. And Christine says Janelle loves Cody still. But Christine doesn't think Cody will ever change. She thinks Cody will constantly be running around Robin and her life for the rest of his life. And she doesn't think Cody has any room for Janelle in that life. Mary talks about Robin's visit. She explains how Robin came over. She was asking her about how Cody's and Christine's relationship has been throughout the years. And she was asking Mary what she missed about it or what she doesn't understand about it. And Mary says she doesn't understand it either. Robin tells Mary she wants answers. She wants to get it. And she feels unless there is a deal breaker going on, a real one, you can always still figure it out. You can go to counseling. You figure it out. And Mary points out that's only if both parties want to do that. Now, Mary gets that Robin is trying to fix it, but she says Robin can't state what happens between Cody and Christine. They have made their decision. Basically, Mary's saying Robin needs to stay out of this. She needs to shut her mouth and zip it. She needs to respect Cody and Christine's decision, but she says it in a diplomatic way. Mary says Robin's belief of unless there was a real deal breaker, that doesn't matter. Robin's belief doesn't matter in this situation. Now, in my opinion, Mary is trying to explain in a diplomatic way that this really isn't Robin's business. It's not Robin's place at all to speak on Christine and Cody or to give her opinion. Mary is basically saying Robin's opinions don't matter. It's not her marriage. It's not her relationship. It's not her place. This is between Christine and Cody. Robin seems to think her opinions, her input matters. But Christine and Cody's marriage and divorce isn't Robin's. It's not Robin's place. It's not her business. And Robin's beliefs don't get to dictate or influence the other relationships. Robin seems to want to control the relationships. She seems to want to have influence in them, to matter in those relationships, to be involved. And it's not her place. But that is how controlling Robin is. No one gives a fuck what Robin's opinions are on Christine and Cody's relationship. It's not her place. Robin should just worry about her own relationship. Robin really is only entitled to speak on her relationship with Cody and no one else's. The reason Robin wants to pry and dig and impose her standards of a relationship 
on Christine and Cody and she wants everyone to do like she would do. The reason she's trying to do this and pry and dig, in my opinion, the reason she's trying to understand so hard is she wants to shirk accountability. She doesn't want to feel any responsibility or any guilt in this. She wants Mary to tell her, oh, Cody and Christine have major problems. They always have. It has zero to do with you. It has zero to do with the favoritism. And Robin also seems to think the whole world should think like her and do things her way. Listen, the world is fucked up enough. We don't need it any more fucked up than it already is. If everyone walked around and behaved the way Robin does and thought the way Robin did, I can't even imagine the way this world would be. And it's really disrespectful for Robin to say that there wasn't a huge deal breaker for Christine in her relationship with Cody. That's only for Christine to say and to know and to speak on. Maybe Robin's deal breakers are different than Christine's. But in my opinion, a husband who neglects his kids, who doesn't do things fairly and equally with all his wives and kids in a plural marriage, who favors one wife over the others, who can't even attend major surgery for his daughter, a husband who says, be better to Robin or I won't sleep with you, be better to Robin or I won't invest in our marriage. These are all deal breakers. And it was disrespectful as fuck for Robin to suggest that those aren't deal breakers. We all know if Cody didn't go to Robin's kid's surgery, if he told her, well, we can't bang unless you treat my other wife the way I want you to. I won't invest unless you kiss my other wife's ass. That would be a huge deal breaker for Robin. So I think she really needs to sit the fuck down and zip it. This isn't her place and she can't impose her beliefs on other people's relationships and attempt to invalidate them. I think that's disgusting. And this is why even Robin's own family doesn't like her. Robin says plural marriage is just hard. It just is. And she has felt that certain people are more important to Cody than her or her kids. Robin felt like Cody wasn't spending enough time at her house. And Robin felt like it was crazy. She felt that like crazy that Cody wasn't around enough. And she wondered, was this a plural marriage problem? Was it just too much? And Mary says, maybe it was. So Robin and Cody have been pushing to make the problem not Cody's behavior or her behavior, but plural marriage itself. They've been pushing to place the blame to make the problem plural marriage itself. Then they can shift blame from themselves. That's bullshit. There are plenty of plural families who function in a more healthy way. There's the Williams family on My Five Wives. There's the Darger family and on and on. Plural marriage is complicated. It may not be the easiest lifestyle or maybe the most healthy, easiest lifestyle, but it can be lived in a healthy way. It can be lived in a functional way. But Cody and Robin want to ignore their toxic behavior and they want to just blame the lifestyle. And that's really shitty of them. Robin hasn't even had the normal experience of plural marriage as a plural wife. She got the lion's share of Cody's time, energy, resources, and money since her courtship. She can bitch, oh, it's hard. Oh, my kids didn't see Cody enough. Oh, he's never here. I felt like he was never here. Listen, she doesn't know. She really didn't get the classic plural wife experience. With Robin, it seems to always be about her. 
Robin, Robin, Robin. She never considers the feelings of others. Robin doesn't know if there is something she's missing, and she says that's why she is asking Mary this. Robin wishes she could ask Christine and Cody, but she says they're very skewed in their thinking right now, and she says everything is bad to them. Everything's bad. Everything's bad to them. Robin is looking for the truth because she wants to understand it, and she doesn't understand it. She's not looking for the truth. She's looking for a reason she can blame other than herself and Cody as to why the family disintegrated. Robin tells Mary, well, they all committed to this. She says it's tattooed on her soul. This commitment, this family has that type of feeling to her. That's your family. And she says you still try and figure it out because that's your family. Robin tries to act like she is more righteous than everybody, that she is the one who is all about the family. But Robin came into this family prioritizing herself and her kids and their financial security and her kids having a father. That was her priority. She wanted a father for her kids and she didn't care about the family. And now she wants to act all high and mighty and, oh, it's tattooed on my soul. Where was this deep consciousness about the family when Isabel had her surgery and Cody couldn't attend because she doesn't like him being away from her kids for more than a few days? Where was this loyalty to the family when she knew Cody was always at her house and she acted needy as fuck all the time? Why didn't she tell Cody, be equal, go, go to these other places, spend time there? She doesn't care about the family. Robin cares about herself. Mary, Janelle, and Christine, they care about their family. They prioritize the family. Robin prioritized Cody, and Cody prioritized Robin and her kids. They don't give a fuck about the family. They only care about themselves. Oh, it's tattooed on my soul. Oh, it's so tattooed on my soul. Shut the fuck up with the dramatics. No one believes these empty words. Mary tells Robin that it would take everybody's interests and efforts And Robin frustratedly wonders, where did it go? I don't understand. Robin wonders, where's the interest? Where's the effort? Where did it go? Where did it go, Mary? This playing dumb, oh, I don't understand. Oh, I'm looking for the truth. Oh, tattooed on my soul. It's bullshit. Robin understands well. She just plays dumb to avoid the truth, to avoid taking accountability, to avoid acknowledging she played a big role in the disintegration of this family. When Robin plays dumb, it's so disingenuous. And all it does is really show her true colors and the level of her character. At this point, the bar of standards is really stuck deep in the pig shit, frankly. Now, Mary tells Robin she doesn't know. She can't answer for that. She can't answer for everyone in the family. She doesn't know where the effort went. She doesn't know where it all went. Janelle explains that relationships between sister wives in plural marriage flourish when a man can be equal with all of his wives. Equality in financial resources and equality in time to the best of the husband's ability. When you have that, then the relationships with the sister wives can flourish. And Janelle says, especially when a husband has a place that he goes because it's easier because he's respected, that makes it very hard for the sister wives to play on an equal playing field and for the wives to be open to relationships. Mary thinks it has to do with the kids getting older. She says they don't need each other. They do their own thing now. 
And Robin says, but she isn't done. She still has her kids to raise. And Mary tells Robin she is still here. And Mary says, when she, Janelle, and Christine were still raising their oldest kids, she has great memories of that time. Mary says they were there for each other and they had to be. Mary thinks that the oldest kids really created this bond with each other because of the time they spent together. And Mary knows that Robin feels bad because she was wanting that for all of her kids, even the youngest two, and they don't have that. And Mary wishes that they could have pulled it all together so that all the kids could have had that same experience, but that's not how it is. Mary tells Robin to her, this is the family and Logan in Vegas is still a part of the family and everyone wherever they're at is still a part of the family. And Robin says, this is the nucleus. And they come back. That's how she wanted the family, that there would always be a nucleus in Flagstaff and everyone would come back from time to time. And Mary looks at it that way too, but she says the kids should come back. They should visit, but it's not like that anymore in the family. And Robin says it just kills her. She says they just had the holidays and her kids and Janelle's kids and Christine's kids and Mary's kid, nobody interacted. There was some interaction, but it wasn't that full family experience. And Robin doesn't care what anybody else is doing. And she says, that's just a cheap version of what their family was. She doesn't care who's getting together. She doesn't care how many presents you give. She doesn't care how many special foods you make or how many fancy houses you rent or anything like that. It's a cheap version. It's a broken version. And she has her fake cry going, scrunching up her face, wiping away non-existent tears, wiping away dry eyes. Robin says, these kids know it. <laughs> they know it. Now, Mary doesn't know if or how it can ever be how it was anymore. Mary says Christina's left and so many kids gravitate to Christine. Mary says the kids said that a year ago at Thanksgiving, Janelle's boys said whatever Christine does for Thanksgiving, they would do. And Christine thought naively that they would all be able to get together again for holidays and for family functions. She thought they would still have family reunions together, even with her leaving. She thought that they could all be mature enough and adult enough to still get together. But Christine doesn't think it's possible now because there are so many things that are broken now and they're just not a family anymore. Christine is the heart of the Brown family and she's the nurturer of the family. She was the primary caregiver to the older kids for years. She was the primary caregiver to Janelle's kids as Janelle worked tirelessly as the primary breadwinner to support this family. So the kids love Christine. The kids respect and love Janelle and Christine and Janelle's kids love and respect each other. They grew up as brothers and sisters and those relationships, those bonds will never be broken. And it looks like Robin resents it and Cody resents it when they should be grateful that the heartbeat of the family still beats on and they still have that nucleus, that center to go back to. That nucleus will never be Robin and Cody or Flagstaff. That nucleus will always be Christine and Janelle and their kids. Now, Cody says they have been unwilling to change in the right ways to make this a functional family. He says too many lines have been crossed too many times when they have gone, I've given, I've given, I've given. And now Cody is sitting here 
feeling he has given too much and he doesn't have more of this to give. This is so dysfunctional. And Cody doesn't want to live like this anymore. Cody's ex-wives, Mary Janelle and Christine, have always been all about the family. They shoved their own wants and needs aside to prioritize the larger family and to prioritize raising the kids. And Cody is the one who is unwilling to change in the right ways to make the family more functional. The family stopped functioning when Cody stopped prioritizing the larger family, and he instead prioritized Robin and her kids and his own convenience. Cody was doing things as fairly and equally as possible with Christine, Janelle, and Mary in the picture, pre-Robin. It wasn't perfect, no family is, but the family was functional, the relationships were functional. And when Robin came in, Cody made changes as to how he operated as a plural husband. He prioritized Robin and her kids. He picked a favorite wife, and his focus stopped being the larger family. His other three ex-wives always prioritized the family. Cody is the one who shifted his focus. He changed his priority from the larger family to Robin and her kids. He stopped doing things fairly and equally as a plural husband across the board when Robin came into the family. He picked an obvious favorite. That's when the family stopped functioning. Cody doesn't want to be a plural husband. He doesn't have any interest in doing anything but prioritizing Robin and her kids and getting his supply. He has no interest at all in making his relationships work or shifting back to doing things as fairly and equally as possible across the board. It's dysfunctional because of Cody, and it started with Cody changing the way he operated as a plural husband when Robin came into the family. Everyone gave and gave and gave. Christine, Janelle, and Mary gave everything. They sacrificed everything. They prioritized the family. The reason the shit hit the fan is Cody changing the way he operated as a plural husband. And Robin also contributed largely to it with her toxic bullshit and her manipulations. Mary says that she still sees the value to the big picture family and she wishes they could all get their crap together and figure things out to have good relationships. But she doesn't know what will happen or if that's even possible or if everybody is even willing or interested in doing that. Robin says she needs a reason why her family got blown to smithereens. She knows the reason is Cody and his behavior and that she is a contributing factor. She knows the reason. She just wants a reason other than Cody or herself so that she doesn't have to take accountability or feel the weight of this. Robin got her kids a family at the expense of all of Cody's other kids and three of Cody's ex-wives losing their husband and father of their kids. How can Robin sleep at night? Her guilt is why she keeps looking for reasons other than herself and her husband. Back in Salt Lake, over at Christine's, McKelty and Aspen are planning Christine's 50th birthday party with Christine at her house. Christine really loves living so close to her girls. They hang out all the time. And so they're going to do a 50 seam birthday party for Christine's 50th birthday. Christine is going to invite Janelle. She's not inviting Cody, Robin, or Mary. She'll invite the kids she still has contact with, but not everybody. 
Christine says so many of their family gatherings were tense. She didn't feel like a wife. She felt like a second class citizen a lot of the time. And Christine is only inviting people she really wants to hang out with. She wants her birthday to be easy, relaxing, and no drama. And Christine says it's a sticky situation. And it would be weird to invite Cody's mom when she would never invite Cody. She loves Cody's family a lot. She still loves a lot of people in Cody's family, but it would be weird to invite them. Christine looks forward to an uncomplicated birthday because there was always this underlying tension and she won't have that anymore. So she is very excited for this. It's been a year since Mary's mom passed and Mary's mom ran the bed and breakfast. Mary is on her way up to Parowan again and she loves traveling, but this is too much traveling. It gives her anxiety. Right now, Jen, Mary's friend, is helping her take care of the inn, and Mary also has her online clothing business, so Mary has decided she wants to make changes, and she wants to move her Lulano to southern Utah. She's been splitting herself between locations so much, and it's caused her a lot of anxiety. It's a very big shift. It's a big move. Mary doesn't know what it will do within the family, and she wonders, maybe it won't do anything, and they'll all be like, peace out, sayonara, bitches. Mary doesn't know. She's very nervous to tell Robin about it. She thinks Robin will feel like Mary is leaving her too. And she knows Robin doesn't want that. So Mary is going to tell Robin before she tells Cody because she knows Robin will care and Cody won't give a flying rat's ass. She says Robin has been clear with her, begging her, please don't, please don't leave. Please don't leave me. Please don't leave me to do this alone. And Mary chuckles at this. She wonders, do what alone, Cody? She says she and Cody don't even have a relationship. Christine left. And Mary doesn't know where Cody and Janelle stand. But Mary says she'll still come back to Flagstaff. It's not like she's moving away from there. But she's just going to spend more concentrated time being able to work her businesses together at the B&B in Southern Utah. Mary isn't leaving the family. She isn't leaving Cody. She says Cody has basically left her already. Janelle says things are very obviously broken. They're really broken between Cody and Mary. And she says Mary keeps holding out hope that something will happen, but Cody doesn't really speak kindly to Mary. He doesn't watch out for Mary. And Janelle thinks it's all very sad. Cody says he is always hoping no matter what, the struggle is in a marriage. He is always hoping that it's viable, that they can fix it. And Cody says, Christine had been complaining about plural marriage for 15 years, but they never did fix the problem. Christine just left. Cody says he and Mary are in a very different place where they have taken the time to vet whether this is going to work. So it's not Mary just leaving. Mary says she isn't oblivious to the fact that Cody has had conversations about her and that he has been pretty direct in his non-interest in healing the relationship with her. But he has never had that conversation directly with Mary. So Mary doesn't think it's fair for them to make any decisions about their relationship without the two of them having that conversation together. Of course, Cody's a coward. He has no balls. He'll treat Mary like shit on TV He'll talk behind Mary's back and talk shit on her with his friends and with his wives, but he won't sit and talk with Mary face to face. He just wants her to leave of her own volition after he pushes her out and treats her like shit. 
It's very cruel. She's the mother of his kid. Cody is too cowardly to have this face-to-face conversation with Mary. He can tell the world. He can talk shit on Mary to the world. He can be cruel as fuck every chance he gets. He can twist the knife. But he can't sit and talk directly with Mary, the mother of his kid, his ex-wife, his first love, face-to-face. That's how much of a coward he is. Christine saw Cody string Mary along for years, and she says it was mean and cruel, and Christine saw that Cody would have done the same thing to her if she would have stayed. I am so glad that Christine left, now Janelle is separated, Mary left, and I really hope, just like Christine found love, I hope that Janelle can find love, I hope that Mary can find love. They all deserve love, they all deserve to be appreciated and seen and accepted as they are, and they deserve to have their voices heard, and they are worthy of love. And the way Cody treats his ex-wives really is very deplorable, and it's emotionally abusive, it's manipulative, it's toxic, and they deserve so much better, and I am so happy that they're going out and getting that for themselves. That does it for this episode. Next time on Sister Wives, Season 18, Episode 6, The Understatement of the Year, Christine is going to a professional matchmaker, Mary tells her friend Jen that she hasn't talked to Robin yet, but she wants to move her clothing business and she needs to let Robin know because she is the only one who will care. This decision to move has caused Mary a ton of anxiety, but Mary has made her decision. Janelle has made an appointment to meet with Cody. She hasn't seen Cody in six weeks and she tells Cody she wants to stay separated And she isn't really inclined to stay in this relationship with Cody. She doesn't feel like she is getting what she deserves from Cody. I love how Janelle has to make an appointment to see her husband. It's been six weeks, a month and a half after he disrespected her in a big way during that argument, during that conversation. He walked out, he slammed the door, and he never communicated to Janelle after that. He never apologized. And Janelle, the mother of his kids, his wife for decades, had to set an appointment with him after six weeks of no communication. I guess Cody's a very important guy, apparently. Janelle knows she isn't getting what she deserves from Cody, and he isn't capable. She will never get what she deserves from him. And good for Janelle for realizing it and taking her happiness into her own hands. That does it for this episode. I'll be back next week for the next episode of Sister Wives. Thanks for listening. I'll see you soon. Bye.